0: Welcome to another Halloween episode from NeoZ and another piece of our 2020 Halloween season celebration. I am Matt, and in this special we're going to continue taking a look at Horror Audio's Hollow Past with another old-time radio tale. Last episode we learned a little bit about the series Lights Out. and this episode we're featuring Theater 1030. And I'm afraid this time we're not going to learn too much, if anything. There's not a lot of information readily available about Theatre 1030. That's strange enough in this day and age, but it's even stranger that there are a good amount of episodes of this series readily available. I have 13 episodes in my library myself. Here's what we do know. It was a Canadian series. It was a production of CBC Radio. The series ran from 1968 through 1971, though... No information on if it was weekly, monthly, seasonal. There's no recorded broadcast dates on those available episodes. And my take in this, judging by my library, it appears a fair share of the episodes were adaptations of existing stories. That is it. That is all I got about Theater 1030. But the lack of historical information doesn't lessen the enjoyment of these episodes, including the one that we're going to feature in this special. It's the Wendigo. Original broadcast date unknown, but we do know it's an adaptation of Algernon Blackwood's 1910 short story of the same name. So, without further ado, relax yourself, turn down the lights, and sit back and enjoy Theater 1030's The Wendigo.
1: Theater 1030 presents The Wendigo, a strange tale of the supernatural by George Salverson, from a story by Algernon Blackwood, and starring Ed Wilson as Simpson. And Robert Christie as Dr. Capcite. There's an explanation. An explanation. They say it carries you along. It comes and calls and carries you along, Doctor. It comes and calls to you out of the silence. In the voice of the bush. The voice of wind and water and the cries of animals. Don't you please? The perfume of it drenches you, chokes you, sickens you. The perfume of the dead and stinking vegetation. And you have to go. It calls you, carries you, rushes you away through the bush so your feet burn like fire. Don't It carries you in great lengths to your destruction. Your feet burning, the wind bursting, the blood vessels behind the eyes. And then you become an animal, a living, dead thing, like the thing itself. Will you it stop it, And then it drops you, and you stagger away to die. Doctor, stop it. Remember what you told me. There is an explanation. I am wrapped around with the wall of silence. With the silent snow, with the silent trees, the silent forest. The silent wall of wilderness. They all listen. The listening snow, the listening trees. There is something of there in the forest. And they listen for it for us. There was the time of the wolf in Rat Fortage. They tell this story many times of Chicago. The, the time I fight the wolf with his bare hands. So I tell you that one, huh? <laughs> With your bare hands. Go on, DeFargo. We don't doubt your fallacy for a moment. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Uh, Punquat. Now, where's that old Indian? I was here a moment ago. Punquat! Come back here and stir up the fire. <laughs> well, what about this wolf? Uh, well, uh, uh, I'm sorry for this one, I tell you. This wolf who makes the big mistake, he picks a man who is afraid of nothing, who knows the woods better than the wolf himself. That's when it began. Defago the guide, half in slouch hat and moccasins, spinning his yarns by the campfire. A breath of wintry wind, stealing out of the forest, to rustle the tent flaps and stir the blade. Our Indian cook, somewhere in the shadows. Dr. Cathcart, watching Fogo with cynical eyes. And the fourth of our hunting party, myself, race instant, nervous and tense, as though expecting a thing that was about to happen. Yeah, I uh, come many miles on the snowshoes that time. I'm very tired. I say to myself, if I go, my boy, you will sit here a while, you'll rest. But then I am sleepy. And what do you know? I am sound asleep in the snow. Now, uh, this is not at the best of times, the very best of ideas, you understand What do you think? Along comes this Mr. Wolf. He looks at me and he tells himself, How magnificent! (laughs) What a triumph! Here is a man, says Mr. Wolf, who's overcome by the cold. And what a pleasant meal I will make myself. (laughs) But he is so wrong. I open my eyes and there is Mr. Wolf looking into my face with his long white teeth already. (laughs) So I say... Oh, I say. hi What is it? Hi. Hi. What's the matter with you, man? Listen. What is it, Tafog? What are you listening for? Are you trying to get a rise out of us? Quiet. Did you No, not a thing. You heard nothing in the bush. No. Stop this little game. <laughs> you can't frighten me with this nonsense, Tafago. But you've scared the living daylights out of Ray. You've heard Nothing but the wind. Yes, that's all. So, huh? You smell something just then. Smell something? really not the fog. Only the fire. Why? What is it? Uh, it was nothing. It was <laughs> <laughs> <With> my imagination. Ponkwa! <laughs> yeah, where's well, that Indian? The fire will go out. You'll probably find him in your tent, hiding from the <laughs> Wendigo. Happy old little <honorable> performance. <laughs> No, know that story then, Doctor. But I'm interested in other things besides medicine and hunting. No, for example, native superstitions and the vagaries of the human mind. That's why you don't take me in with your little game. Little game? Of course. The dark forest full of unseen things surrounding us, the fire fading, working on the imagination. And then you decide to play a little trick. Very childish, Defago. Yes, if, if it does not disturb you, then why are you angry? <laughs> childishness always irritates me, Defago. Doctor, what was that you mentioned? The Wendigo, just some Indian Mountain. Yes, that's all. Funqua. I better look for that fellow. I will have a look in the. All right. Hmm. It's a very queer thing, Doctor. Tom Fuller, you mm-hmm. think he was actually? Certainly. Breaking off in a story that way and staring wildly into the bush. Well, don't you think he was acting? He went white to the field. Didn't you see his eyes? Nonsense, boy. That man has lived his whole life in the bush. There's nothing here to frighten him. Oh, Unless he's superstitious like that Indian. Superstitious? You could see that, couldn't you, eh? No, doctor. I, I couldn't tell anything from Punkworth's face. It was like trying to read the expression on a piece of old lesson. Where in the devil are you? He didn't want us to come up here. Said we wouldn't find so much as a fresh trail of moose anywhere in the 50 Island water country. Well, we haven't. We will. Hmm. What? What? This afternoon when the father went off into the bush looking for signs of moose, I I, I couldn't help thinking, Doctor, what would we do if he didn't come back? (laughs) What do you think we'd do? We'd go home without him. You know the way. You're talking foolishness, Ray. Why would Defago disappear? He didn't. He's here. Yes. On the same, I had a feeling of what it would be like to be alone at the mercy of all this desolation that takes no notice of man. What is it, the father? No, fool! That's what it is. What is it? What's he doing? It's what we will be doing. From now on, we uh, have no cook. The hunters will have to be cookers, too. Oh, what's happened? Super this old fool. He's taken one of the canoes. What for? Where's he going? I know that one. He's gone. He's gone. Oh Then it's your own fault. Probably scared him witness with that little game of yours. But I'm Now you'll we'll have to figure out how we get along without him. as for me, I'm turning in. Who'd up with the sun, if I will. But I expect less nonsense and more results tomorrow. Good night, doctor. I'll be along in a minute. Defago, what was Pancho afraid of? Oh, sometimes in the wilderness, men become sick with a strange fever—a fever which makes them mad. Maybe he's afraid of that. Uh, you hear something? He Only wind. Yes, only wind. Good night. Good night, DeFargo. I saw DeFargo move off to his tent with the lantern spilling a hundred moving shadows into the trees. I lay beside Dr. Cathcart on the bed of balsam boughs. I felt a shadow line between us. Not a shadow of the night a shadow of the strange fear that had leaped upon Fargo in the middle of his joking. It crept through the canvas from the world of crowding trees. I felt in my soul the profound stillness of the primeval forest when no wind stirred. Then I slept. But so I thought. No. I was lying with my eyes open. Listening intently, with the running of my blood beating drums in my ears. Ray, hey. Doctor, what is that sound? Listen. Wait, it's from the other cave. It's the vulgo. The pool is dreaming. I'll see if he's all right. Mm. DeFargo, what's the matter? Mm. Are you awake? DeFargo, DeFargo, you're dreaming. Oh, Oh, that's better. Uh, A sweetness. A man talking sobbing like a child while this whole awful wilderness of woods. Miss me? DeFargo! What is it? Doctor! I hear it! What is it? Quiet! Something's happening to DeFargo. Keep still. I'm going out. No! Let go. Stay where you are. I've got to help DeFargo. Stay where you are. Will you keep quiet? Listen. What? Our guide, Doctor DeFargo, he's gone. We're alone. What was that, Doctor? What is it that happened? We crept from our tents like terrified children. The gray light of dawn was dropping cold and glimmering between the trees. The lake was wiped beneath a coating of mist. The islands rising darkly out of it like prowling creatures. Patches of snow glistened among the clearest spaces of the bush. The bargo tent stood empty, lifeless, and there was nothing but silence. Silence and a strange, penetrating perfume invading the nostrils and taking me by the throat like an unseen hand. nothing here at all? No. Not a sign of anything? No. Only a footstep. <laughs> there in the snow? Yes. Yeah. Far apart. You must have been looking like a rabbit. What was it, Doctor? What was it? Something came. Mm. No. Something came for him. Something called. Nothing. You heard it, Doctor. You know you huh? I heard nothing. Yes. I heard something. Wind. That's all it was, wind. Wind? Where did you ever hear a wind like that? I That's tell you it was wind. That and your imagination. The I carrying on like that, it was enough to make you imagine anything. And why did you hold me back? Well, you, you know what I mean, Doctor. I wanted to go out and help DeFargo. Why wouldn't you let me I go? I reasons. Two reasons. Yes, yes, two good reasons. What reason? I knew what that sound was. It was some sort of hurricane. I, I thought it saved us something more And I could hear that DeFargo was going mad. He might have harmed you. There's nothing would disturb, not a leaf. What kind of a hurricane is that? How do I know? It probably passed overhead. Then where is De Fargo? Yes, That's the point. We can't get out of this country without him. We've got to find him and help. DeFargo! He's That's no good. He's beyond the How do you know? Because we heard him go, shouting all the way. We have to follow his trail. Come on. Doctor. Well, we heard him run clear out of range of our hearing. What about it? How far would we hear him shouting like that? I don't know. Half a mile. But, Doctor, it all took about 15 seconds. 15 seconds? How fast can a man run? There's the end of the trail. No more snow. The trees are too thick for it here, and of course that's the way he chose to run. We find it. He must have been tearing himself to pieces rushing through the bush like that. To... To... No, no, this is no use. We'll only lose ourselves. Without the father, we're lost anyway. We've got to keep no, after him. No. Listen to me. Ray. That's it. Now listen, Ray, we just stop running around like frightened superstitious women. And what do we do? We're going back to camp. We're going to organize ourselves for a systematic search. You're so rational. You're so ready with explanations. How do you know we'll ever find you? We him? can't before. How can you explain it all away, Doctor? He's rushing away so The crazy words he's using, that perfume in the air and that sound. You can't explain. Ray, it. there's an explanation for everything. We are going to keep our heads, or we'll lose them like the father. Now, let's get going. Dr. Cascart carried the new 303 rifle of which he was so proud, and I took a hatchet, blazing the trees as we traveled in a wide sweep in search of the fargo's trail. Where? Where Come on, look! Here it is! We found it. yes. Those are the tracks of human feet, sure enough. The Fargo's. Yes. But what's this besides us besides? It? Yes, look here. Animals. Oh. There you have your simple explanation for the whole affair ray. What? How does that explain? Anything Those big marks have been left by a boom. Now I know what happened. Well, the wind again fixed. The moose blundered into camp. And he uttered a cry of alarm as we heard in the wind. DeFargo heard it, too, in his sleep. Remember the nightmare he was having? Yes. Yeah. But why did he? He's a superstitious fellow. And that Indian had filled him with stories about the windigo. He suffered a temporary derangement, perhaps something more than panic. And now he's catching the animal. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, we have nothing more to fear. Uh, well, let's take a breather. And a bite of food before we go on. <laughs> oh, you were right. You were right. There uh, is an explanation for everything, yeah. Doctor. And if you knew the kinds of explanation that have been going through my mind, I know. Here, take a couple of sandwiches. Thanks, mm-hmm. sir. I've got the water go there and part mm-hmm. Here. Thanks. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> yeah. really mm-hmm. I That's the second time you've mentioned this Wendigo thing. What is it, sir? Oh, yeah. well, holy doctor. You're an Indian legend or something. Well, how about the title? of it? <laughs> oh, it's funny the comfort I feel. Sitting on a on a stone in the middle of nowhere, right. looking at the progress with yeah. Telling such a normal story. Uh, not the thrilling movement. <laughs> <laughs> Those things. Did it, did it have something to do with punkwood, no, Oh, perhaps. Hmm? What, what sort of a thing is it supposed to be done? Hmm? Well, in this part of the country, when an Indian goes mad, they say he has seen the wind go. Oh. The wind is a um, state of mind. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. You can call it have a thing? Something? What they say, uh... Uh, they say out here our fate is no man to penetrate. This creature lives there. It's a go. It's where they go. Huh? They say it's a kind of animal. It's a state of mind. It's a kind of animal. <laughs> Doctor, look here a minute. What is it? The moose track. He must be a big one. All right. A round track. Look here. Does this look like a hoof mark to you? No. Oh, that would be who? Bear. No. No, it isn't bear. Doctor. I think... I think we'd better get moving again. Yeah. You loaded it, Doctor. It's the bear track. Is it? What are you doing? Why are you kneeling there? I... I I thought it smelled You're acting like a fool. Do you want to lose your mind like the cargo? Do you think he's gone after all? No, no, I told you what that was. Get your nose out of that track. You're out of your mind. the Don't you think we, we should turn back? Why do you talk of nonsense? There's, there's perfume in that track. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you let your mind go like that, there's no knowing what you'll imagine next. We've lost enough time. We've got to find the puzzle. We went on, my last as the essential tapping of the axe on the massive trunk. The sound went before us into the dim forest where something was waiting and listening. The doctor pressed on faster and furious like a man who denies something he really believes. And the tracks became increasingly strange and unbelievable. There's an explanation. An explanation? How much did you measure? 18 feet. Eighteen feet from one step to the next. So let's check back, please. Must be missing some tracks. No, 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 there it is in the snow. DeFargo the took eighteen foot leaps. He'd been lifted and carried. Must have been carried by, by what? The beast. That's what they say. They say he's carried you along. He comes and calls and carries you along. Doctor, comes and calls to you under the silence. Uh, the voice of the bush. the voice of wind, under the water and the cries of animals. Doctor, please. The perfume of be drenched you chokes you, flakens you. The perfume was dead and stinking vegetation. And you have to go. He calls you. It carries you and plushes you away through the bush so your feet burn like fire. That's what he said to the defeat of fire. Doctor, don't He It please. carries you in a great, screaming leap your destruction with your feet burning and the wind bursting the blood vessels behind the eyes and then you become an animal and the living dead thing like the thing itself and it drops you and you stagger away to die dr talcott will you stop it please this is not like you remember what you told me there is an explanation yes an explanation Let's look ahead check those footprints and the animals yes now it, it, it just may be that our eyes are playing for us. Yes? Yes, I. What are Aren't the fargos for What? It lost well, somehow. Where did it go? Lost well, them? How well, could we lose well, them? And they end here, both. Well, there. there. You see, we didn't lose them. There are two sets of tracks. Where did they go, up in the air? Uh, there, there's an explanation. An explanation. And those aren't the fogos. Look, there were two animals here. We've lost DeFargo somewhere back. No, we haven't. Those are DeFargo's. This is the end of the trail. This is where it left him. Then where is he? DeFargo! Oh, don't, don't call him! Don't call him! The big trees closed in on us lake gangsters. I stared around with no power of thought, no judgment. The feet that printed the surface of the snow had come this far, and then nothing. And here were DeFargo's prints, neat, round duplications of the strange animal track. The feet that produced them had therefore changed, and my mind reared up with loathing and incredulous bewilderment. Don't call them Dr. We're daughter. going back. But we have to find the We'll never find them. We'll die in these woods without him. That's better. I why? I tell you, we're going back. We have to give it up the doctor, We Steve. have to give it up. Help. Go. All right, then. Mm-hmm. Go back. Good. If we hurry, we can make the camp by nightfall. Yes, yes, of course. We don't have to do it. We'll have to explain. you see here. Yes. Hopelessly lost. We happen to leave the woods, even with a man like DeFargo. There's no chance. We've done everything. Huh? Come in, to the woods. DeFargo's Wait, it's, it's, it's Defargo. This isn't DeFargo. It It isn't DeFargo It is DeFargo You see? No It isn't DeFargo Yes Not anymore What do you mean? Keep him away Keep him away, Keep him away. Hey, Doctor Put down that gun Keep him away Doctor Doctor oh, You're not. It's all a lie Give me that gun All a lie Supercision! I defy you! Nothing. into it all in the mind. You're nothing. Here it comes, And it's nothing. It's is come. It comes for me. I'm coming. Oh, The fire. The fire. The fire. The far go here in the snow. He looks no different. Except that he's dead. And I'm alone. I'm wrapped with a wall of silence. A silent snow. A silent forest. A silent wall of wilderness. They all listen. Listening snow. Listening trees. Is something out there in the forest? And they the for Theater 1030 has presented The Wendigo, a tale of the supernatural by George Selverson, based on a story by Algernon Blackwood. In the cast, Robert Christie as Dr. Cathcart. Ed Wilson as Simpson, and Murray Westgate as Defago. Sound effects were by John Sliv. Technical operations, Robert Burke. This is Bill Lawrence speaking.
0: folks that does it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this tale as well. Like I mentioned in the opening, there's quite a few more episodes from theater 1030 to be found. Just simply Google theater 1030 to find out more. We'll be back next week with another old time radio horror tale. That episode will feature escapes three skeleton key starring another horror icon. More on that next week until then check out our vast library of Halloween theme shows from over the years. We have a Neozaz Celebrates Halloween feed on iTunes, Stitcher, and just about every other podcast provider available. And, of course, everything we do can be found at NeoZazz.com anytime all year long. Join in on the Halloween conversation on our Facebook page. We're facebook.com slash podcast and on the Twitter and Instagram accounts at Neozaz. So one more time to wrap up. I am Matt. Happy Halloween to everyone. And no matter how old the recordings are, good horror is always timeless. I'll see you in the next episode.